0: Hello friends, Pastor King here, and what a blessing it is to see another week and to be with you once again. Thank you for meeting here and giving me your audience and allowing us to do life together. A friend requested that for this week's podcast, if it is at all possible, I should deal with the subject of fear, and I obliged. You see, for most of us, our dreams will end in hopeless nightmare, not because of our lack of desire or willingness to see those dreams become realities, but because of fear, man-made circumstances, and self-imposed limitations that gravitate against this desire and prevent the discovery, release, and maximization of our innate god-giving potentials paul writes to his prodigy timothy in second timothy chapter 1 verse 17 saying for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind you see there is a good kind of fear and throughout my life i have come to realize that sometimes it is very helpful and even essential in the sense that it warns and keeps us from harm. That said, the kind of fear we are addressing here today is that dark inner voice and barrier that keeps us stuck and paralyzed at times. Fear is universal. All of us have experienced and dealt with things that scare and mar us one way or the other fear is a natural human emotion and it's part of the human experience the dictionary defines it as an unpleasant often strong emotion caused by anticipation or awareness of danger friends fear is only as deep as the mind allows fear is torment. Fear is a spirit. The Apostle Paul admonishes us that fear has a spirit dimension and it can be given and even passed on. He says God has not given us the spirit of fear. If fear is given, then fear can be received or rejected. Anything giving must be received to find expression. One of the characteristics of spirits is that they use bodies and minds for expression or to function. The word of the Lord says God has not given us an evil, tormenting spirit of fear, dread, timidity, or cowardice. And so, Job the sage said, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Job three twenty-five and 26. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't deal with fear, whatever you are afraid of will happen to you. Why? Because we are a product of what we take in and meditate upon. Reject fear at all costs. For if you do not, like Job, the very thing you are afraid of will happen to you. Fear not is the most repeated command in the Bible. In fact, it's been said that there are 365 fear nots the Bible I guess one fear not for every day of the year God does not underestimate the spirit of fear so to deal with fear he gives us three dimensions of the spirit of God to totally conquer and deal with it to shield us from the spirit of fear God in his mercy and wisdom has given us the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. You see, if he is giving us the spirit of power to deal with fear, then it means fear does produce weakness. When fear takes hold of your life, weakness finds expression in your life and you become powerless. Even your very immune system is compromised the moment you allow fear to set in. A lot of people fail in life primarily due to fear. The fear to fail. The fear of tomorrow. The fear of the unknown. The fear of being talked about and ridiculed. The fear to take steps into destiny. The fear to rise The fear of death. The list goes on and on and on and on. Sometimes fear grips our bodies so deeply that we live in a constant state of high stress and emotional duress. Other times fear cripples us to the core and we are unable to live in true freedom, peace and harmony. That we ought to enjoy as children of God my assignment today is not to elevate fear but rather give us a few tips on how to handle it so the real question is how do we deal with fear how must we handle this emotion my first advice to us is don't go to a gunfight with sticks and stones It is imperative that we make sure we have the right tools for the fight. Peter wrote and said, so prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Prepare and have a well-thought-out plan to deal with fear because at some point in this lifetime, you will have to confront it. And so when fear comes knocking, Here are a few tips for you. Number one, acknowledge it. We can't deal with anything we don't acknowledge. We can't pretend that fear does not exist. It is real. Rather, we need to be honest with ourselves and face fear head on. If you can't face your fears, you will remain at your comfort zone, become stagnant and complain bitterly later. No one has succeeded without some form of a fight or facing opposition. The adversary, through fear, intends to pull you back, but your duty, by the grace of God, is to move on until you get to where God has destined for you. Fear must be understood before they can be overcome. Someone defined fear as false evidence appearing real. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself, Franklin Roosevelt said. So, acknowledge your fear. Number two, have faith in God. He is our creator and our God, our refuge and our strength. We have nothing to fear or worry about when God is with us. Paul the Apostle asks the question, if God be for us who or what can be against us don't try to do God's job for him be patient be still and let him go to work that is the only way you will know that he is God it may be some storm of outward or of inward trial or both enemies may rage without and sin and fears within but God Is our refuge. Fix your eyes on Jesus and remember that at the cross is where our shackles fell off. Our shame was nailed to the cross. The chastisement that brought us peace was upon Him. On the cross is where my sin is, on the cross is where my mistakes are. On the cross is where I hang all my fears, all my regrets, all my doubts, and all my failures on the cross. When I need to know if God loves me, I do not look at what is happening in my life or around me. I flash back to what happened on the cross. For that is where it was settled. That is where it was nailed down forever. The writer of Hebrews says in the 13th chapter in the 6th verse, he says, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? He says, so we may boldly say, without any hesitation or doubt, in all times of perplexity and threatening want, in all times when we scarcely know where the supplies of our necessities are going to come from we may put our trust in God and be assured that He will not leave us to suffer. What can we fear if we have the assurance that the Lord is on our side and that He will help us? Man can do no more to us than He permits and of course, no more than will be for our own good. And under whatever trials we may be placed, we need Be under no painful apprehensions, for God will be our protector and our friend. The writer in Hebrews says that the reason I'm not afraid is not because things are not fearful, but because the Lord is my helper. He is able to help and does help. When none else can, he has promised to be my helper. When God is on your side, you will always have a winning record. I know it's easy to say that our faith won't falter when life is going smoothly. But it is harder to say when you are in the midst of the storm that your faith won't fail. And that's why he has set up a throne of grace for us to come to. Hebrews tells us again that let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Ladies and gentlemen, every believer can set up an Ebenezer and say, This Father, Lord, has helped me. As the people of God are of ourselves helpless, there is no help for us in man. Our help is only in the Lord who helps us out of the pit of sin and misery, out of the hands of all our enemies, out of all our afflictions and out of all the dangers we are supposed or we are exposed unto by Satan and his temptations. When people help us, it's only because God has caused them to do so. Isaiah 41 and 10 The Bible says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This literally means, do not fear, for I am with you. Not only within call, but present with you. Be not dismayed at the power of those who are against you. For I am your God and engaged for you. Are you weak? God says, I will strengthen you. Are you destitute of friends? He said, I will keep you in time of need. Are you ready to sink, ready to fail, ready to fall? He said, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness that right hand which is full of righteousness the psalmist said even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil because the Lord is with me point number three keep on pushing through faith is what gives us Christians the strength to carry on despite our circumstances and fears. Faith is easy to find when you have calm waters and clear skies. It's when the clouds come in that Christians begin to struggle with their faith. The thing to do to overcome fear in a difficult time is to hold on tight to your faith and keep on pushing through. Do the thing you fear to do. By pushing through, learn perseverance. Do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it as long as it is from God. That is the quickest and surest way ever yet discovered to conquer fear. Number four, meditate on the word of the Lord. 2 Timothy 1, 7, our anchor scripture said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, Paul writes to the church in Philippi and he says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I have concluded that the heart of every problem is the problem in the heart. What life does to us depends on what life finds in us. And that is the difference. So what's in your heart? Is it fear or faith? When life knocks on your door, And when the storms come raging and knocking, what will they find in you? It is not what happens to you that destroys you. It is what happens in you that makes or breaks you. A ship can go through a stormy sea without any problems. But the moment that water gets into the ship, the weight of the water begins to sink it. What am I saying here? Saturate your mind with the word of God so that when fear comes knocking, you will send faith to answer the door. We can't escape the troubles of this life. We may face financial difficulties, relationship breakdowns, a health crisis, so many scary challenges. But God says, fear not. And he's made provision for at least one for each day. In conclusion, fear not my brother. Fear not my sister. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. But he's giving us the spirit of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. Before I sign off this time around. I would like to make a simple request of you if this content has been a blessing to you please subscribe and share it with your friends and family so that you and I can together be a blessing to them and if you are ever in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota please come by and visit us come visit us in person at Christ Covenant Chapel located in Brooklyn Center at 5452 Dupont Avenue North. You may also connect with us at Christ Covenant Chapel on Facebook and YouTube. Until next time, I will see you at the top. Shalom.